Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Fellman, and it's time for another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. Today is sort of an appeal, uh, an appeal for a healthier, I don't know, healthier attitude within the aquarium hobby. As a person who has been very active in the hobby his whole life, and I, you know, now own two companies in the aquarium industry, and uh, with Tannen, we we speak to a lot of hobbyists on a daily basis uh, about all kinds of topics related to the aquarium world. And I see some things that are, I don't know, not so healthy, not so good. And sometimes it's important to talk about these things. Nobody's really talking about them. And I I would like to. I'd like to offer some personal experience and some attitudes and some ideas that maybe can help some of you who have come to me with concerns about this particular problem. I'm going to talk about the term mental shift for like the 35,000th time. Why do I have trouble saying 35,000? Wow, that's a lot. That's hard. That's a tricky one. Anyway, I've talked to it for like 35,000 times here in the last seven years of our existence. But I think, again, it's really important. I've seen lately, which is kind of cool, several friends and fellow hobbyists sort of find their lane in the aquarium hobby. And it's really been remarkable to see watching other people be delighted by things which they might have never even considered and then seeing how they resonate within them and the work that they're doing as a result is really an amazing thing. It's truly inspiring. I've seen some of these people embrace our botanical method and do some incredible stuff. I've seen uh, other hobbyists and other you know, endeavors within the aquarium hobby, reef keeping and planted tanks, whatever, doing the same thing. And it's just amazing to see that people finding their lane. And I, I was looking the other day, this really triggered this, is I, I was looking the other day at my latest uh, botanical method aquarium in my house, my home office, and I was literally admiring the the fungal growth and the biofilms and the that were, you know, coming out from the wood and lightly coating some of the leaves on the surface of this, you know, sedimented substrate I have in there. And the water was, I was savoring it. It was slightly tinted with a little haze. It was, you know, the result of super fine constituents from the substrate and some organics from the wood and leaves, the usual stuff. And I thought to myself, damn, this thing's looking perfect. And I thought, I kind of laugh a little bit, like how far I've come to the point where what many people consider absolutely horrifying and aesthetically nightmarish is to me an amazing expression of nature at its most authentic. Like I could remember setting in the wood and all that stuff on the first days of this tank and being sort of repulsed by how harsh and sterile it felt before the wood was colonized and before the water began to tin up and go slightly turbid. I, I felt so, I don't know, unnatural. That's, that's like how far I've come. Minutes later, uh, as I was, you know, doing what I do a lot during the day, I'm scrolling through what I could only characterize as often, the this sounds harsh, but the bland sameness of all the perfectly manicured, spotlessly sterile-looking so-called nature aquariums, which seem to populate my Instagram feed, I once again have this realization 
about just how far I'd come as a hobbyist over the last several decades in terms of what I find compelling, what I find interesting, and what I find attractive. To me, there is a sheer joy in seeing the things which arise in wild aquatic habitats, you know, biofilms, fungal growth, decomposition, etc. Seeing that stuff occurring in my own aquariums. It's like a little victory when nature makes her appearance. I find myself watching videos or glancing at images of the wild aquatic habitats that inspire me and then feeling this incredible sense of satisfaction at the parallels that I've experienced, at the blurring of the lines, we like to call it, between nature and aquarium that I helped in my own little way to foster. Now, that's not to say that I don't enjoy looking at the work of the many talented, you know, hardcore aquascapers out there who specialize in the artistic, highly conceptual style aquariums that seem to be so popular. I, I appreciate a beautifully done planted aquarium or an Iwagumi or a rocky hardscape but as much as anyone. I mean, hell, I've gone so far as to state that if one of my superstar aquascaping friends pops into Los Angeles for a few days and wants to set up one of these tanks for me at my house, I wouldn't complain. I just have no desire to do one myself, like none whatsoever. Why? Because I found my lane. I know what speaks to me, what I enjoy, and why. That's really powerful, and it feels great. After a lifetime in the aquarium hobby, I found the things which I like, and I practice them without concern about what anyone thinks, how I will be judged, or the type of you know armchair analysis that my aquariums are going to be subjected to. To put it in rather simple, direct terms, I simply couldn't care less what others think of my work. I do it for me. Oh, and, and to push the limits of the botanical method that I seem to have embraced over the last decade or so. And if it inspires, you know, other hobbyists to do similar experiments and things like this, that's a huge win for the hobby. This is a very healthy attitude for anyone to embrace. I really believe that. I Honestly, I barely hear the accolades we receive for this stuff. And we do receive accolades. And it's, it's nice, but it just, okay, great. And I completely almost disregard any negative comments. And by disregard, I mean it, they, they have no effect. It, tell me that what we do is stupid and ugly and sloppy, which are all criticisms which I've heard over the years. I just don't care. I can't stress this enough. It just doesn't affect me. I will, however, push back when someone makes a comment which incorrectly implies that what we do is somehow messy or reckless or dangerous or ill-conceived or, you know, something that's just plain wrong. We don't want people perpetuating incorrect information about this stuff because that's what keeps things in the backwaters and, you know, in the realm of, you know, uh, aquarium mythology. <laughs> those kind of criticisms from those who have limited knowledge of a subject that feel compelled to shit on others have really for years thwarted hobbyists from trying to do things outside of the, I don't know, the quote, generally accepted norms, unquote. And it's time for that nonsense to stop. Perpetuating myths about various hobby topics which the critic has no first-hand experience with hurts everyone. Regurgitation of misinformation is damaging. I see these negative comments as opportunities to educate people about what we do and why it's so incredible. We all should. In, you know, today's insta-famous world of, you know, viral videos and over-the-top ideas where everyone fancies themselves an influencer, it's nice to feel that sense of comfort that you get when you know that you're doing exactly what you love the most. And I really hope that every hobbyist can feel this. It's satisfying, it's liberating, it's incredibly enjoyable, it's healthy. Besides, if everyone's an influencer who's actually doing stuff, I get a lot of questions from hobbyists of 
all ages who are intimidated or concerned by them or they and social media. People are worried about how their work will be received and how it will be analyzed. And these are hobbyists who are held back because they feel that the comments and the criticisms of others are going to somehow ruin them. That's just so unhealthy and so unnecessary. Now realize that when you're doing exactly what you want, what you love, that none of this stuff, none of it matters. The criticisms will keep coming. Who cares? I experienced this a lot in the early days of Tannin Aquatics. A lot, a whole lot. I was a guy that was not known at all in the freshwater world. I was a reefer. I was a very well-known reef-keeping hobbyist and came into the freshwater world with this weird idea of throwing twigs and nuts and stuff into aquariums. I got a lot of pushback. A number of people literally told me, they took the time to email me and told me that this idea of utilizing all this botanical material to replicate habitats like, you know, bigapos and barzea and stuff that I talked about all the time in a closed aquarium would lead to polluted tanks, wildly fluctuating environmental parameters and just plain old fish death. And it was irresponsible. <laughs> and having created numerous aquariums based on that concept over years before I ever started talking about it, I just pressed on sort of stubbornly because I knew there was merit and benefit to what I was doing. And, and I loved it and I believed in it. And thanks to all of you, you brave hobbyists who've also shared our vision, we've seen a worldwide sort of renaissance in the idea of utilizing botanical materials to create functional habitats in our aquariums. And it would have been so easy over the years to just fade away if I just listened to all the negativity, go back to the corals film and, you know, just do that thing. But hey, it's not about me and how cool I am and how I handled all that stuff. I'm stubborn. But we all can have a little bit of that stubborn streak in us. This was just a personal example of this phenomenon and how it hit me. Didn't affect me, but it hit me. I've written about this negativity stuff before over the years, and I still talk about it a lot in my lectures and, and, and talks that I give to clubs and conferences because it's an issue that doesn't always seem to go away. Why? What causes people you know, to criticize and discourage others so strongly in this hobby? It's, it's weird. It's, I mean, I don't know if it's unique to this hobby, but we see it a lot because I'm, I'm in the, you know, the final three feet of the hobby here. I'm in the ground floor. So I see it and I, and I see it a lot. Um, I guess it's just like there's some people who simply feel compelled to sabotage the well-intentioned yet progressive efforts of others. It's like they're afraid to see others succeed or to change what's become comfortable for them. I imagine this is what people felt like when they first introduced TV back in the day and people didn't want to give up their radios or whatever. It's like, why change what's comfortable? I guess I get it, but I can't help but wonder if it's just plain old fear. Yeah, really, fear. Fear of change, fear of not being the expert on something. I'm not sure, but it's a thing that we've seen in many times in the hobby. I saw it in the reef hobby too. It's usually just a few loud people, but... Those few loud people can do surprisingly large amounts of damage thanks to the, you know, the utility of the internet and the power and the reach of social media. So, okay, scary, bad stuff, right? But what's the antidote to this nonsense? Simple. Just don't listen to the noise. And for those of you who are, you know, pioneering new ideas or pursuing new things that maybe you're a little uncomfortable to, to a lot of people, maybe even to you. Look, there's always somebody who has to be the first to accomplish something great, new, and different in the hobby. Someone who can overlook the negativity and the smack talk to fly in the face of convention while taking that little road less traveled. Someone who has to shake off the taboo fears created by other people. Someone that move forward despite the criticisms. This is how we prog you know, progress. 
This is how we'll continue to progress in the hobby. And more important, this is how we inspire a new generation of hobbyists to follow our lead for the benefit of both the hobby and the fishes that we enjoy. Nor can we dispense advice, you know, to fellow hobbyists, we don't want to go the other degree, with this dogmatic attitude that discourages progress and responsible experimentation. It'll simply stagnate the progress of the hobby that we all love. Just be you, be cool, be authentic, and be honest. I'm not advocating the abandonment of common sense and healthy skepticism while pursuing, you know, crazy ideas. Everyone should not make a mad dash to, you know, their local fish store or whatever to assemble large schools of, you know, black diamond stingrays or whatever in a 200-gallon tank or some crazy shit like that. But what I am pushing is that we, and by we, I mean every one of us in the hobby, we should encourage fellow hobbyists who want to experiment and question conventional wisdom to follow their dreams. If someone has an idea, a theory, and some good basic hobby experience, there's certainly nothing wrong with that. Yes, there is the sad fact that some fishes might be lost in the process of experimentation. It sucks. It sucks shit. It's hard to reconcile that, and it's harder to stand by quietly when animals are dying. However, that may be the cost of progress in the aquarium hobby. The cost of not progressing might be fi- far higher the loss of you know countless species in the wild whose habitats are being destroyed while those of us with some skills, some dreams, some ideas, and respect for these fishes sit by idly watching them perish, failing to even attempt captive you know husbandry or propagation of these fishes for fear of the criticism or failure from the you know from the masses on Instagram or Facebook or whatever. There's been very real talk over the years, and there's you know, a lot going on now about making the importation and possibly the distribution of live corals and some fishes illegal in many nations. It's not that unrealistic a possibility. Who knows what opportunities might be missed if we fail to even pursue our goals? I don't want to think about it sometimes, but it's scary. So yeah, it's bigger than just not wanting to post pictures of our new tanks on the gram or whatever for fear of, you know, getting a couple of stupid questions or criticisms. Not making the biggest mental shift of all the one which enables you to find and stay in your own lane creates a vacuum of progress and progression which can cause stagnation for the overall hobby. It's that important. So don't fear the criticisms. Don't worry about the naysayers. Don't fall for the negativity. Don't be discouraged. Ever. Hope this resonates with you. I really do. Stay bold. Stay strong. Stay committed. Stay thoughtful. Stay creative. Stay in your own lane. And always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Feldman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me. I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.